This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Aussie comedian Simon Kennedy isn't just a funny guy. He's also a thoughtful, humble guy with an old soul and a wealth of wisdom to share. He grew up just down the road from our studios here in Tungabi, but his story is connected to a global event which has defined the 21st century. 20 years ago, Simon's life changed forever. His wonderful mum, Yvonne Kennedy, was on American Airlines Flight 77, which crashed into the Pentagon on September 11. In that moment, his private loss and grief was forever connected to this public tragedy, one that the world still remembers with shock, sadness and disbelief. Simon shared his story in the book 9-11 and the Art of Happiness. It really is a wonderful read. And now for the 20th anniversary, it's been released as an updated ebook and audiobook. And, and Simon joins us now. G'day, Simon. Hello, Katrina. It's good to have you here. Do you ever want to just, you know, go back in time to before everything changed when you were just sort of a normal guy from Tungabi? Mm, it's funny. I think I've I've contemplated that whether people have said, "Oh, you know, if you could undo everything that's happened, would you do that?" Um, and it's 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 a strange one because it would mean uh, it mean getting my my mum back, which would be wonderful. But but it also mean I'd have to give up the last twenty years that I've um, that I've lived, and uh, and the last twenty years I've um, you know become who I am now, and I've also got. A family, uh, two kids I love very, very much, and um, and it, and it's funny. And only recently have I sort of considered this. And that, uh, I mean, I grew up in a in a Catholic household, you know, with strong Catholic parents. And and as a young person, you 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 stray away from from that because you you don't think you need it. And, and there were some things that I I, I remember they they hark, hark back to from from then. And this will, this will help you answer that question mm-hmm. in a very long way. And um and it was the uh, the prayer that they always dished out at church or at school and I always hear it and I'm like oh that again, and now I'm like oh that makes sense and it was the serenity prayer which most people know and mm-hmm. which is you know, God grant me the serenity to under to accept the things I can't change, um, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference and I look at what happened 20 years ago and I I have to have the the serenity to accept that it, it happened and that it couldn't be changed. And, but what I had the courage to do is, is live a good life on the back of it. So would I go back and, and change it all? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, as much pain as it would take out. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. These anniversaries though, they must be difficult. Like having your private grief connected to this big public event. And I, and I guess you're getting used to it by now. Does that, ever get easier uh, it does get a bit easier it does um because i i kept it a secret for so long like my public self you know as a performer and, and, a, and a broadcaster as well uh and then my private self which had this um this horrible grief attached to it and i didn't want the world to know um i didn't want the world to know that simon kennedy comedian was the same uh, you know person as the son of Yvonne Kennedy. I, I wanted to grieve privately hmm. in the most normal way I could find. And I think that is important as well. It's important that you get to grieve the way that, that you need to. Um, and, and don't let don't let public demand or or even if in in a small way um, dictate how you handle that situation. Yeah. I, and so, I feel yeah. that every time I, I ask you 
to kind of talk to me on the air, Simon. You know, I feel like it is an intrusion and I feel like you should feel free to say, you know what, I don't want to do that this year. But, but also- I, do. I do. I mean, if, if people, they say, do you want to talk about it? I go, you know what, no, no, I've talked about it enough now and I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and this year is different as well. And I feel it's interesting talking about it this year in the the 20th anniversary. People are asking different questions this year, which the, the right kind of questions. People are asking about how, you know, how resilience and how recovery is possible. They're asking um, how how you can let go of hatred and, and how you can not be full of rage. And 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 they're things they're things I'd, I I want to talk about. They're things I want people to know because I I think I think I can help people that way. Yeah, I mean that is one of the things that you've you've talked about a lot. Um, your determination not to hate, not to let this change you for the worse. So, how have you how have you done that? How have you resisted that natural tendency to hate the people that have hurt you so much? It's it's hard to say, um, and I think it might be that it was put into me um, from a young age, you know, by my mother, by my father, by the kind of people they were. They were very, very inclusive, community-minded people who made friends out of their neighbours. No matter what their race, religion, colour or creed, they they brought people into their lives and made them friends. Um, they understood that humanity crosses all borders, um, religion included. One of the things I think about like this 20th anniversary and, and, and when we talk about this, one of the things that I've noticed that you do, Simon, is that every time you share your story, you really honour the memory of your mum and who she was. And so I wanted to ask you that today. Like, can you, can you tell us a bit about your mum? Oh, thank you. I, I, I often worry when I talk sometimes. I, I, I think, God, am I just making this about me? Because it's not just about me, <laughs> you know. Um, my mum was a remarkable lady. Um, she was 62 when she died and uh, she was a dedicated member and, and uh, advocate of the Australian Red Cross. She worked very closely with the Red Cross for over 30 years and she gave a lot of herself for other people, and um, and that was an incredible example to set. Uh, I often think I, I don't even come close to living up to the example that she set me, and I often think oh, you could do better, mate. You could do better. Um, she is and was um, a, an amazing example for for how you can live your life, an amazing example of how you can overcome things yourself. And she overcame the death of her husband, our father, when she was only in her early 40s uh, and had to bring up two boys on her own. I mean, that's that's hard and she did it and she showed that strength and resilience is possible and it didn't turn her into another person. She stayed true to being a kind and giving person and uh, and that's that's what I remember. You know, she, was, she was loved by a lot of people. I think you just answered my previous question about how you how you've managed to bounce back in a way and how you've managed to not to hate is that you had that example there of your mum not becoming bitter and and angry in her own struggles i guess that's been something that's you know really impacted on you and and i wanted to ask you Simon because one of the things that's happened since we've last spoken was your visit to Guantanamo Bay and and coming face to face with the people who did this? What was that experience like, and were you able to, I guess, continue your commitment not to hate that person? 
Yeah, look, I mean, in the lead up to that week, uh, so it's in September of 2019 that I went over there before international travel was uh, but a memory. I went through New York and spent the the 18th anniversary at the New York Memorial, not the Pentagon as I would normally do, but on my way through. Um, And then on to a week in Guantanamo Bay where myself and five other 9-11 family members were there to witness um, pre-trial hearings. Um, Yes, we are still in pre-trial, believe it or not. But um, through that process, I stood at the back of the gallery and uh, saw Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and and the other uh, co-conspirators who plotted and planned and and organised the attacks. Uh, I saw them with my own eyes and there they were and they could see me, I could see them, and uh, I wondered what would happen. At that point in the lead-up, I thought, is all the good work I've done going to unravel? And I stood there looking at them, and I I didn't feel much of anything, weirdly enough. Um, uh, I could see in in my compatriots there this 9-11 family that I'd made with these other wonderful uh, Americans who who I'd met there. Um, Some of those guys were in different stages of repair and and grief and anger, um, all very diff- different journeys. Um, but myself, I was looking at this guy, looking at these men, thinking, I don't feel anything for you at all. But maybe maybe pity, maybe, you know. Um, but I didn't feel anger because I'd let go of that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided a while ago that I wasn't going to live in anger. I wasn't going to become a ball of rage and hate. And uh, And I'm glad. I'm really glad that, that that's that's the way I went. Uh, and I don't know if it was a conscious decision or just something that maybe was uh, a seed that was planted by my mother some many years ago. And that's um, that's what that's what I grew into. Um, so yeah, I didn't feel the hatred. Uh, and and I thought, you hurt me. You guys, you guys have hurt me and a lot of people. Um, but that stopped. You know, that stopped when it. I stopped when it happened and uh, our journey intertwined journey is over and it, and that finished the day it started so i was happy with that to be able to say that i, I leave i'll leave you guys here um i'm not i don't bring you home with me hmm. yeah i think um this time now simon is a time when all of us you know need the kind of resilience and strength of character that you have had to have you know what do you think can help us to bounce back from this challenging situation that we're in right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously you're talking about, you know, the, the pandemic and all of the, the, the surrounding things that come with it. I think that uh, if there's one thing that, that I can offer, and that is that there is always going to be light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, life after won't be the same as it was before. Um, for some people, it'll be very different because there'll be people who have lost loved ones because of this. Um, and, and, and for them, the pandemic won't just be, I'll remember that time when. For them, it'll be, it'll be like, it, like 9-11 is for me. It, it, they'll be tied to it and their grief will be tied to it. But even for those people, there is life after. There is always life after. And I think that you can be resilient. Uh, that means just dusting yourself off, off and getting on with it. That's what resilience is. It's, it's, it's survival uh, and you have to do it. Um, otherwise, you just give up, you know, and giving up's not an option. 
don't make it an option. Always look forward. Um, but resilience without gratitude is just survival. That's all it is. And, um, and everyone deserves to be happy. And I think that um, happiness comes with gratitude. So you get past something and you, then you look at what you've got and you go, well, you know, that happened and, that, and I'm hurt and that, that was painful. But I still have this and I still have that. And I, you know what? I, I have the potential to do other things and I still have that. It's not over. That's where happiness is. And I'm a happy person. I, I mean, I'm not perfect and I get a bit cranky and sometimes I'm a pain in the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask my, my wife. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm grateful for yeah. what I have and that makes life worth living. Simon, I don't know if you've heard Ed Sheeran's new song. It's called Visiting Hours and it says, I wish that heaven had visiting hours and it's about that desire to just want to sit down and talk with that person that you've lost. If you could have an hour to sit down with mum, what would you want to talk about? Oh, boy. God, where would you start? <laughs> um, I, I think I'd love to, you know what, if, if I had the hour, I would probably sit my kids down with her and just watch. I think I think that's what I'd do. And I'd, I'm, I might ask her a few questions about, you know, what was I like as a kid? Tell me more about dad, you know. Let's talk about all that, you know. Um, but I would, I would really love to see uh, her with the grandchildren she never got to meet. That would be, that would be what I'd do, use that time for. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Simon. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being so generous with your experiences and and helping us all to get through this difficult time by what we can learn from you. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh, for you, mate. Any time for an old friend. Any time. <laughs> That's Simon Kennedy. He lost his mum on September 11, 20 years ago, and he tells his story in the book 9/11 and the Art of Happiness. I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful book and well worth the read. And he's released an updated version for the 20th anniversary. You can also listen to the new audiobook on Audible or wherever you get your audiobooks. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.